Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you all for tuning in to Before the Throne Room. Before the Throne Room, where we meet the King, that's Thursday. But this is the Well and Daughters, Daughters Line. I want to thank you all, ladies, for coming on this morning. I'm Father God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for this opportunity and this moment to come before your throne again. I want to thank you, God, for just using me as your vessel. And I decrease completely so you may increase. Father, forgive me for all my transgressions, sins of omission and commission, knowing and unknowing things that I may have said, known and unknown things that I may have said, done, thought, partaken, engaged, insist before I came to your presence. Father, search me. Father, search me. Father, search my heart. Remove anything that may hinder me from hearing you, seeing you, and understanding what you have to say to me this morning through your word. Clean me out, God, with your precious blood in the name of Jesus so you can get your glory and your glory alone in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I I thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do this morning. Father, hide me behind your cross. Father, Lord, I thank you for giving me the understanding and the clarity that I need in your word this morning so I can contribute to your people. God, you showed me some things in my time of studying, and I ask you, God, allow to be able to come out so they'll be able to hear you and not me. So, Lord, I thank you right now for forgiving me for all my sins and everything that I have said or thought or done in the name of Jesus. Now, God, I ask that you anoint my ears and my eyes that I may say and do as you have instructed me to do so. I thank you in advance for what you're getting ready to do and say on this call. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. And amen. So the first scripture we're going to go to, um, give my title. And the title is, um, hold on. The title is, Where, Where is Your Tools? Where is Your Tools? And um, the subtitle will be Know Your Weapon, Use Your Weapon. So um, we're going to go to the book of Ephesians, E-P-H-E-S-I-A-N-S, if I'm spelling it correct. And I'm going to be using the Amplify um, Bible this morning. Um, with some of the verses, scriptures, I should say. So um, Ephesians chapter 6, I will be coming from, and I will be starting from verse 10 through 18. Um, I know some people may be familiar, and maybe some have not, um, but I will be reading the word from this text. And this is going to be our main text but it's a verse in here that I will be ministering out of. 
Okay. So I will start from Ephesians chapter um, 6, verse 10, 10 through um, 18. And it says, Um, it says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord and draw your strength from him and be empowered through the union with him and in the power of his boundless might. Put on the full arm of God, for his precepts are like the splendor armor of a heavy army soldier so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and strategies and the deceit of the enemy. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the ruler, against the power, against the world force of this present darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly spiritual spiritual nature supernatural sorry supernatural places therefore put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil days of danger, having done everything that the Christ crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral and courage around your way, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, a upright heart, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to the face the enemy with firm footage, stability, and readiness produced by the good news. Thank you, Lord. Above all, Lift up the protective shield of faith with, with and which you can anguish all the firming arrows of the evil one, verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, verse 18, with all prayers and petition prayers, with special requests at all times, on every occasion and every season. I'm going to repeat that again. On every occasion and in every season in the spirit and with this in view. Stay alert with all perseverance and petition. Interceding in prayer for all God people. For all God people. Amen. May the blessing reading of the word of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let your will and your way be done. Speak to me. Father, let your will 
God, in your name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray again. Amen. So, like I was saying to you guys earlier, um, I was asking God, you know, anytime God's getting ready for me to minister, um, to speak to people in general, doesn't have me being called to minister on any, any platform or speak to anybody. I always pray and ask God what he desired me to say to his soul. And the reason is that is because um, God is very, very, very um, caring, caring of his soul. Souls are very important to God, and he doesn't play with his soul. So before I speak to anybody or say anything, I always want to make sure that I'm not in my flesh and that, that I hear God clear and that I'm is not emotionally so God can get the glory and not me. So when I come across a lot of people in the marketplace, I do a lot of my ministry in the marketplace. What do you mean by that? means I talk to a lot of people on the street, um, you know, grocery store, laundromat, the mall, uh, and the majority of my ministry is on the phone, and I don't see people. So I'm, I'm relying solely on the Holy Spirit. And when I knew it was time for me to minister, um, you know, I want to first and foremost thank everyone for the last couple of months and weeks that have been coming forth and ministering the word of encouragement. We give God glory for those vessels. Amen. Um, when God said he wanted me to talk, you know, when I'm preparing who's going to speak and what God is telling me, he, he wanted me to talk. So I, I spent some time, you know, asking God what did he want me to encourage the people. And I had a couple of things that I want to talk about, but then God kept impressing me to talk about where is your tools. Do you know how to use your weapon? Do you know your weapon? And do you use your weapon? And how to use your weapon, I should say. So I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 6. There was a couple of things as I was going back over it that the Holy Spirit like, kind of like beam on me, like light shine. And I want to just touch this first before we go to the other scriptures. So we're going to be going through a lot of scriptures this morning. So I just ask you all to write down all the scriptures and then go back again in your leisure or when we get a chance to open up and converse that you guys are free to ask me any questions. Once we've done, I'll greatly appreciate that. So in Ephesians chapter 6, A&P Classic, A&P, which is the um, Amplified Bible translation, we read from verse 10 through 18. So when I was reading it again, um, and I was meditating on the text, one thing that highlighted to me that I want us to focus on this morning um, is verse 12. It says, for, for our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the ruler, against the power, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the wickedness, in the heavenly supernatural places. 
to lie right there. Powerful. So I'm going to give you some definitions. The first definition that I want to focus on in verse 12 is contending. C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G. Contending. Because it says in verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but contending only with physical components. So we're going to look up the word contending. And contending is to struggle to surmount a difficult or danger. Now, anybody know me when I'm teaching, I always look for, like, synonyms. So a synonym is, like, another word for the original word, and that would be facing, take on, or resist. So when you take one of those three words or there's other words you can look up and you put it back into the verse and you say, facing only with a physical opponent, so I went and looked up the word opponent, P, no, not P, O-P-P-O-N-E-N-T-S. And that word means someone who compete against or fight another in a competition, contest, I should say, get game or argument, arrive in adversity. And the synonym for this is enemy or adversary, I should say. So when you go back to verse 12, you put contentment, you can change the word and put facing only with physical adversary. So now it kind of opened the verse a little bit more now. Because now it says, for our struggle is not against flesh or blood. So now, you know, some of us, I heard us this morning, we was praying that in the, in, the, in the prayer this morning. But sometimes we, we quote these scriptures, but we don't really get the depth of what we quote. So that, that's why we need to make sure we study our word so we can have understanding. You know, that's the name of the topic today. Where is your tools? Knowing your weapon and using your weapon. You will need to know what your weapon is. So when it says before we... For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Contending, so remember, take out the word contending, facing only with, with physical adversary or the enemy. So that means, because it's not against the flesh and blood. So now, if it's not against the flesh and blood, so what is it we fight in? Against rulers, against power. Powers against the world force of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of this wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Keyword, see the abbreviation. So if it's, it, so that means that it's supernatural things. So that means it's not going to be something that you can see physically. It's going to only be something you see spiritually. So. The natural and the physical don't go like together. You got to fight the natural with the natural and the spiritual with the spiritual. And this is why you have to know your weapon, okay? So now we got that, we, 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 we got that together. So now the main verse in here that I want us to focus on today is 
17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the only way you can fight and, and be uh, victorious in this battle is what? Verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You have to know your word. Not just know it, but you have to apply it and you have to live it. You have to know it, you have to apply it, and you have to live it. That's the only way you can succeed, verse 12. I'm going to say it again. You have to know it, you have to live it, and you have to apply the word. That's the only way you're going to be able to win this battle, okay? Let's turn to... Um, let's turn to um, John 14. I want to give you another tool that's going to help you guys. John 14 is something that God gave me this week that I want to add on because um, I'll say this part while you get in there. So when we look at Ephesians chapter 6, um, the sword of spirit works side to side with the, spirit of faith, with the shield of faith, they hand in hand. And it says, we know in, in nature the shield of faith is the primary defense weapon. The shield of faith is the defense weapon because, you know, we're walking by faith, not by sight. So the shield of faith is our primary defense weapon. It is the only weapon in Ephesians 6, like I just told you, that defined the purpose of how to aim and pull down the things that the enemy is bringing. The dark, we know how to keep the enemy from coming to us, is the word of God. You need to have an offense weapon. So we have a defense and an offense weapon to like protect you when you're in the spiritual realm. Because you remember, you can't see it with your natural eye. It's spiritual. So you can't go fight something. Even though, God, even though it may be a person that the spirit coming, it's not the person you're fighting, it's the spirit. And if you don't know that, you're going to be fighting a person and you're not going to get nowhere. Amen? So, like for example, I'm going to give another example before we go to John 14. If you ever watch in boxing, there are two aspects of boxing. One is, one is for offense, and the other is for defense. So viewers sometimes don't realize the objection of boxing is to hit and not get hit. So while watching two boxers slinging, at, slinging each out, maybe swaving back and forth, the, the excitement, you're watching it, but the primary objective is that this defense is the boxing matter. So when we're in the spiritual realm and you, like, stuff is coming, like, you know, you see stuff in your house or your job or with yourself, you got to kind of, like, start to, like, go back and say, okay, God, what, what you trying to show me? And now you start praying. Some people, some of us, we speak in the Holy Spirit. Some of us don't have the, we don't know how to speak in tongues. So guess what? 
Okay, got something for you. Open up the word. And when you open up the word and you read the Bible, you have to believe what you're reading. This is why I said you have to know your word, you have to apply it, and you have to live it. Just saying something and don't believe it cannot work because you need to have faith for it to work. That's why I said know your word, apply it, and live it for it to actually work. So as you quote in the scriptures and you believe in it, now things are taking place, okay? Now you're able to know your defense and your offense. And now once you start doing that, things can start shifting in the atmosphere with the situation that you may be struggling with or dealing with at that moment. Amen? So it, 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 uh, sorry, may be excited to watch. It is not the primary agenda. Your defense is the boxing matter. However, you may be a great defense fighter who never gets hit, but if you don't hit your opponent, you cannot win the fight. So hitting your opponent will be in the spiritual realm will be the word of God. This is the thought. This is what you're throwing at. You're hitting with the word. But you can quote a scripture, but if you don't believe that scripture you're quoting, it can't not fully be affected. Okay? This is why I was saying earlier, you spend your time with you and God by yourself, you can't fight for that other person because their battle is not like your battle. This is you and God battle. You and God only can fight this battle. All we do together when we come together is strengthen each other. Amen? So we have to hit. So how we hit it, that's hitting it with the word of God. The same true in the spiritual warfare, which is makes the sword of the spirit, which is verse 17 in Ephesians 6, and the shield of faith is perfect companion. The sword of the spirit, you can hit the enemy, which allow you to play offense. With the shield of faith, you can block the dark. He may try to fight back at you, which allow you to play defense. Two weapons are allowed you to hit the enemy and not get hit back. So I'm going to say it again. The same is the same is true in the spiritual warfare, which makes the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith into perfect companion. The sword of the spirit, you can hit the enemy, which allow you to play offense, which the shield of faith you can block the dark. He may try to fight at you, which allow you to play defense. These two weapons allow you to hit the enemy and not get hit back. That sounds like a winning combination. Amen? Okay, now we're going to go to John 16. John 14, I should say, not 16. Thank you, Lord. Okay, John 16. John 14, I'm sorry, the verse is 16. I'm so excited. Okay. All right, so now John 14. All right. All right, 
So John 14, the Amplified Translation, I'm going to read two verses, verse 16 and 17. It says, the role of the Spirit, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, a comforter, an advocator, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, and a standby to be with you forever. Verse 17, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive and take it to heart because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remain with you continually and be with you, be in you. Amen. So God wanted me to share this with you all, ladies, this morning. The Holy, the seven key points with the Holy Spirit, seven key points, and we're going to go down through all of them. The first key point is he's a helper. What's a helper? A person who helps someone. That's one point of what the Holy Spirit is functioned to do. Two, he's a comforter, one that gives comfort. So the Holy Spirit comforts. Three, he's an advocate. For, uh, what's an advocate? A person who probably supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. So the Holy Spirit is an advocate for you. Four, he's a counselor. Is a person who trains, what's a counselor? A person who trains to give guidance on personal, social, or psychological problems. So he counsels you. So now the Holy Spirit, not only does he help, not does help, comfort, advocate for you. So he helps, he comfort, advocate. Now he's an intercessor. That's what also the Holy Spirit does. He intercedes for you. What is the intercessor? A person who interviews on behalf of another, especially by prayer. We talked about that early. That's another point that he does for you. Um, he's an intercessor. He's an advocate. He's a comforter. He's a helper. Um, he's also a strengthener to you. He strengthens. What's a strengthener? To make strong or increase strength. So he strengthens us. And then lastly, he is also a standby. What's a standby? A standby is somebody that's ready for duty, immediately deployed. A place, a state of waiting to secure. This is the definition. On reserve, a place of germ and ready. So meaning that the Holy Spirit is a helper. The Holy Spirit is a comfort. He's an advocator. He's an intercessor. He's a counselor. He's a strengthener. And he's a standby. And this is a major piece that God ministered to me this week. Key piece out of this whole thing that says in verse um, 16. To be with you, to be with you forever. So God gave us seven key points of what the Holy Spirit could do. And he leaves that with us to be with us forever. So, so that means he gave us guarantee. We are guaranteed with God. Like, 
he got us. Like, we don't have to focus. Like, so while we're going through the, um, our battles, we're not battling by ourselves. We have seven pieces that we carry in addition to the weapons that God gives us. So when you're going into spiritual warfare or you need you know how to use a weapon, you have the Holy Spirit that's in you to guide you in which direction, how to use your weapon, and know how to use your weapon. Because if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he's the helper. He's the counselor. He's the intercessor. He's the advocator. And he's a standby. So you're not fighting this battle by yourself. It may look like in the physical, oh, I'm going through this by myself. No. You have a helper that God also gave you, thank you, Lord, to help you through this process as you're going through fighting down those strongholds, casting down those vain imaginations and pulling it down. Amen? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Now, another example we can look to help you guys if you remember the story in Matthew chapter 4 when Jesus talks to the enemy comes and tries to go back and forth with Jesus. This is another strategy, you know what I mean, that you guys can use. Matthew 4, um, verses 3 and 4, and it says, The temper came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay? So he interacted with the word to fight that when the enemy came to life, attacked him. And it says, Jesus spoke the word directly to Satan. After each temptation, he said, it is written, and proceed to speak the word of God to Satan. This is how you fight back against the enemy. You must use the word of God. You cannot be silent in battle because the words, Rama, R-H-E-M-A, R-H-E-M-A means utterance, U-T-T-E-R-A-N-C-E. That's a Rama word. And that, at the time when you're battling, you use the rammer word, counteract, counteract. Last time I checked, you cannot make a silent utterance. You have to open your mouth. You have to declare it out. This is the power in the word of God. And there is great power when we speak the word of God. So don't be afraid to speak out what God has declared in his word. That is what Jesus did. Every time you say it is written, you're declaring the word of God. Satan cannot, cannot stand up to this. And the next scripture that I want to give is Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. Verses 10 and 11. 10, yeah, 10 and 11. And it says, Then I hear a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come to the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God 
and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of a brethren, brother and sisters, who accused them before our God day and night, he has hallowed down their trumpet over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. You must speak up, speak out the word of God in combat because this is the only defense weapon and this is how you will defeat the enemy. So how to use the sword of the spirit, which is Ephesians 6 and um, 17 today, is you must know your weapon and use your weapon. Know your weapon, use your weapon. Just like the same concept with the military training and the snappers. They first spend seven weeks or even more in training, learning various skills to master their weapon and their craft and their craft. During this training period, they spend much time with their weapon. So, like I said, you have to not just quote the scriptures, you have to actually let the scriptures manifest through you. You got to kind of walk it. Amen? And um, they spend, spend much time with their weapon. You must do the same. You must spend time in the word of God. Know what God has said in it. If you don't, how can you say it is written? If you don't know what it's written, it has, it is like having a powerful weapon at your depot, but you don't know how to use it. Therefore, I encourage everyone to take their time consistently to spend time with your, your sword, which is the word of God. I'm going to repeat it again. I encourage you all to take time consistently to spend time with your sword. Get to know what God has declared in his word and declare those things in your situation. Remember, this is your only, the only offense weapon when you are in a battle with your enemy. You will need it to stand and defeat him is what, is what Jesus is telling us. And I want to stop there for a second, and I want to use, um, you know, I like to always bring something um, personal. Um, for the last couple, you know, um, year or two, I would say maybe, mm, I would say since September, I've been going through a lot of spiritual warfare, and it's different highs and lows moments. But the one thing that kept me through the whole process is using the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Nothing else would have helped me. No money, no person, no none of that was the word of God. The only way I was able to defeat those oppositions and those things that were coming at me was the word of God. I had to, I had to pray. I had to um, fast. I had to um, know my word and know when to use my words, to be able to counteract when the enemy was bringing things to me. Because even when I would discuss things with people, what I was going through, their words were fine, like, you know, encouraging me, you know, basic stuff. 
But the only thing that gave me strength was the word of God. So, like, and that's what God was teaching me. And I just wanted to encourage us ladies this morning, like, where is your weapon? Do you know your weapon? And do you know how to use your weapon? And me giving you guys also the, the, the seven points of the Holy Spirit, what they are, it's just to let you know that, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, but a lot of people don't really know the, um, the key points of the Holy Spirit, like what the Holy Spirit could do. You know what I mean? Like if you know what the Holy Spirit could do, wow, it would really mess you up if you say, I need comfort right now, and the Holy Spirit step out. I need an advocator, the Holy Spirit step out. I need an intercessor. You know what I'm saying? This is something that God left us. When you gave your life to Christ, he gave you, he left something with you. He left the Holy Spirit. Like, that's like the guarantee insurance. This insurance is not going to collapse. It's already paid. It's guaranteed with you all the time. You ain't got to worry about it. It's with you everywhere you go. Like, you have it. He's a standby. I'm like, yo, when God was just like, Messing with me, I was like, oh, my God. He, like, he's your advocator. He's your standby. He's your counselor. He's your helper. Like, like all the functions and seven pieces, the number seven means completion. So he didn't leave you, like, empty. He left you complete and perfect. So, you know, for those that say, oh, I'm by myself, no, you're not. You got the Holy Spirit. That's all you need. If you got nobody else standing with you, you got you are full rolling and packing with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, when God showed me that this week, I almost started running around in this house like crazy. I said, "Come on, Jesus! When you are packed and full with the Holy Spirit, you don't need anything else. I mean, you grateful if people come around, praise the Lord." But if they don't come around, if you don't got no friends, you got Jesus and the Holy Ghost, and that's all you need. That's all you need. And then, you know, there's other things. He's a paraclete. You know, they go a little deeper if you want to go even more deeper. But God didn't leave us daughters of the king. He left us full and sure. I was like, God, you are really messing with me. He left us complete, daughters. So, no. Yes, we going through, we might be going through things right now. Where is your tools? <laughs> Where is your tools? Do you know your weapon? Do you know how to use your weapon? Stop beating yourself. It is time to walk in your freedom. Hey, I'm telling you the, the breakthroughs and the experience I had this week with Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you. It's so good to know God for yourself. Ooh. And don't get me wrong, daughters of the king, I have people around, but it's something about when you and Jesus, mm, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And that's why I was so, you know, I had to say what I had to say to you guys this morning. Get acquainted 
with the Father even more. God loves us, and he wants to give us more. He wants to give us more. He wants to unfold himself. I'm telling you, the things that God is doing in my life right now is so beautiful. I'm going through things, but I'm still enjoying the goodness of God. I'm enjoying the goodness of God. And I just, I encourage every woman under the sound of my voice, take that time. Take that time for you and your father and let him take you into different places in him, different light. What do you mean by that? Let God reveal to you how he could be the comforter to you. <laughs> Girl, don't get me started. Come on, Jesus. Let him reveal to you how he could be the advocate for you where people is assassinating your name. You're messing with your character. And the Holy Spirit said, don't worry about it. I got it for you. Just keep on doing what God tell you to do. Let God be the intercessor. Mm. Let him be the standby for you. Because he said what in his word. What did he say in that verse 17? In, in John 14, verse 17, um, 16, to be with you forever. Those seven points don't erase. They're with you forever. Even when you make a mistake, he's still, your policy will not be broken. I hear you, Holy Ghost. It will still be with you. I don't know who that's for. It will still be with you. Get up, repent, brush yourself off, and continue. God is not like man. So I just want to encourage you all. I've been praying. This word of encouragement, where is your weapon? Do you know on do you know how to use your weapon? Do you know your weapon? And I might be saying it the opposite way, forgive me, but I just want to say let God move the way He wanna move through you. I wanna thank you all for your time and your moment for coming on. Amen.